Hello, 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 folks, and welcome back to a very special episode of Ash Yet Another Podcast. This is one I've been looking forward to. Yeah, because there's beer involved, that's why. That's it, the alcohol of the group, wow. That's it. So we're in a in a brewery for the first time. We're actually not in Shed Talk Central in my house. In your front living room, but yes, um, we have two very special guests here, and I think we're going to introduce them in this moment here, Adam, what do you think? Yep. But enjoy the intro, folks. That's us, Sean. That's us. <coughs> yes, yeah, so welcome to this is a very special episode for, for me. Um, yeah. And, and somewhere that I think I feel at home more than my own house, I think. Yeah. Um, with, with beers being involved. But exactly. You want to do the introductions, Adam? Yep. So we're up here at Spaytown Brewery, which is a local brewery. Uh, just established, was it last year or this year? December. December 2021. I don't even know what year what it is. What year is it, Adam? Aye, <laughs> uh, this pandemic's fucked everything up. Um, so we're sitting here with Patrick McAlisky and Marty Dumbigan. Lads, how's it going? 100% lads, you're very welcome. Very well, yeah, you're very welcome here today, thank you. Thanks very much for bringing us up, it's, it's obviously good to see that there is a brewery in Lurgan now, like it's something I didn't think would ever happen, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it could be the end of Sean, <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie to you. Like. I'd say if he makes it to three o'clock, I'd be doing well. <laughs> I'll have you on my sleeping bag in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping bag, fuck you, but brought out the body bag, you know fuck's sake? The way you're the MAP is India, boy, so not see three o'clock. That's it. Uh, yeah, so... Basically, we just really want to learn the backstory of like maybe yourselves individually, mm-hmm. how you came to become friends or whatever, and then we'll get into how you, how the brewery came about. So, yeah, shoot first. I mean, Paddy and I went to school not so long ago. Uh, we were <laughs> mates for a lifetime through uh, junior high and uh, senior high, and then we uh, hung around for a while. Um, what school? What school did you go to? I went to St Paul's in the town, so did Paddy, and then uh, off to St Mickey's. And Paddy kept getting through out of St Mickey's every other week. Like, <laughs> but that, that's a story for it's a story for another day. I used to have to go down and get his school back and drop it down to his mom's house every day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he headed off in the sunset. Uh, I went to university too, and then he got married, and then I got married, and then uh, the whole thing collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> I went downhill from there. Went downhill from there. But uh, no, then I, uh, Paddy's obviously, I'll not speak for Paddy in a minute, but uh, I'll, I'll let Paddy tell her how he came around here. But uh, I jumped off to the left, I sort of went uh, internationally for many, many years in Africa with my family, um, Egypt and, and Japan and America and all sorts of places. I ended up in China where I had a brewery. Um, made a man, a Canadian friend, and I had a brewery in China. And we rattled at that for two or three years. And then uh, I jumped ship and went back to Ireland and bumped into Paddy again. So that's how I ended up here. And then I'll let Paddy speak for a bit. Yeah, um, I left school at 17 with, I think, about six G- uh, GCEs at the time. Not even GCSEs. Um, they were all copied, by the way. One of which was religion, which was scary. Because, uh, Marty I thought you got an F in religion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what fuck religion? More or less. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And then I, I left school. Marty went on. Marty was a brain box um, going through St. Paul's and St. Michael's. He had like, photographic memory. So I tried my best to get him to help me to cheat in exams. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I would have got a U most times, but Marty maybe helped me scrape at that C. 
uh, went away. Well, here, that's actually better than me because I actually cheated in an Irish exam and still failed it. That's how bad I was. <laughs> Fuck, that's I horrible. I done that Spanish exam. I literally ran into my Spanish oral exam. Paddy, hey, remember, he's, he's, he's bluffing you a wee bit because actually in the religion, you, the, the nuns, the nuns bothered you, right? You had to do section A and section B and then at the back of it was... Uh, Another like uh, the, there's a section at the back. Christian living, Christian living, or something. We didn't study that or anything. <laughs> so he was in, he was into the exam, and there's Christian living at the back, and we weren't supposed to do it. Like, but he says I'm a rebel without a cause. He actually passed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I got hauled up at the, after the exam, and the head nun at the time, which we uh, really uh, had a wonderful nickname for. Her. She was called the Saint, um, and she called me into her office, and she said, uh, "Why?" Are you the only student ever in the existence of this school that responded to the Christian living questions? And I just said, I didn't know the other bits and I thought I could answer them okay. <laughs> and I think she fainted when she seen me get a C. <laughs> but anyway, forward wind a load of years later, uh, I had created a technology company called Novasco. And in 20, October 2019, uh, <clears throat> fortunately for us, a large German company called Cancom came along and bought us. Uh, just before COVID had kicked in, so okay, enough, that, that was great. Yep, um, and I suppose that allowed me a bit of time to think about what would I do in the future because I was not going to work on for years and years after being bought over. Uh, and one day I was walking around Lurgan Lake with Marty, and we just sort of said it'd be great. After all these years of talking about it, we we jokingly said once we were going to open a pub in Spain, and I know that was never going to happen. But we we'd said we we're going to do something, and this is the outcome of it. Is mm-hmm. you know, uh, what better thing could you do than make some beer in Lurgan, call it Spade Town, um, embed all the humour, all the joviality, yeah. all the crack, all the madness, insanity, everything all piled into one uh, package. Um, and we, we did say up front that the worst case scenario here is that we make a load of beer and we can't sell it and we just lock the doors <laughs> and we just stay here. No, that was the plan B. The plan B, if the beer was shit, right, we, we would get 7,000 litres of it and we're just going to spend a bloody month here. And get I, was a, I was actually one of the questions we got asked by our friend Ethan Smith. He says, have you ever like made a beer, tasted it and went, fuck me, I'm stinking. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, thankfully, <laughs> Not yet. But, but that's a work of progress, right? Uh, we, we think the, the three beers we've made so far, you know, the point. what point do you do your fourth and your fifth and your sixth and all yeah. that? So Paddy and I have agreed that uh, you know, we'll stick to these three for now, and we've got, I'll show you later on, there's a wee experimental pilot system out the back there. You run about 30 litres through that, and you do make some diabolical beers, like, like yeah. very liquid and all that. You know, this is horrible. I'm not oh. letting that general public drink that. Although the but stout was good. We made a stout, mm-hmm. aye. The boys, the boys come down to the stout. We only made uh, 30 litres of it. My mate Terry Dummigan came down half an hour before everybody else, and he beat about 12 of them in him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like everybody's well the, the, the next wave came in and says, can we sample your stout? And we went, aye, get away there. And then it ran out. Did the whole like rat, there's 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 rat, rat in your stout. Yeah. Um, okay. We never got around to making any of them. Like I, I thought, like, stick a little stout, stout's out. Like stout's out. Stout's out, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get plenty of people saying, I tout's out. So stouts out, like so. If you if you bring out your there's no stouts down here. We 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 can be the we can be the leading sponsor of your stouts out, and then if it goes to shit, we can take the blame for it. Aye, so you you make you experiment. We'll end up with a whole plethora of beers. There's no doubt about it. But one step at a time. You know, get the three out there, get feedback on them, see what's selling, what that dictates what you produce. You see, yeah, and it's a it's a 
horrible equation between you put it in cans, you put it in kegs. Yeah. And if the cans run away on you, you have no kegs, and you let down the local bars, and if uh, there are too many kegs and not enough cans, you let down the retailer. So it's mm-hmm. a delicate balance neck. And like Paddy said, we're only here from December. Like, so uh, give it another couple of months of running and so see what way we end up. What was the crack where you said you were in China? Uh-huh. And then obviously you brought the stereotype back to Ireland, like the drunk Irish man. Like. But I, brought, uh, I brought him to China. <laughs> <laughs> you brought him to China and came back. Yeah. Uh, what was your company out there called, and what sort of... Beer, uh, did you sample, like, make out there? APS, it was called the Brickyard um, Brickyard uh, Bar. What started off, what happened was when we went out there, you know, Chinese don't have the same culture as the Irish. Like, um, no. they'll, they'll go out to a table and there'll be about 90 of them around it and they'll put a meal on there and then they'll, they'll have about 90 beers with it as well, you see. Bad, bad, bad soup. Give us your heads. They don't have bars per se, right? So we all rocked up. They were all there doing engineering work and building factories and stuff, right? And we'd nowhere literally to go. So we literally got two keg bottles and put a plank between it, sat down and bought beer at a local supermarket, sat down and just started drinking uh, a Qingdao beer and uh, uh, just watching the world go by. Next thing, all the foreigners started sitting down beside us because <laughs> they were lost too. They had no mates, like Billy, no mates. You know? <laughs> so we all just got rocked into it and then realised that every night there's about 40 of us here sitting between two bottles and a plank. All we need is put a shell around us and create a bar. So we just threw it. We rented an old like, shipping container type thing. Unreal. So then the uh, next thing, uh, the beer shite in China, like, and Aye. we went, well, Jesus, would love a real paint. Like, imagine having a paint of stouts out, like. Paint of that there. And then uh, my mate, who he was drinking with for about a year and a half, he says, hey, brew beer. And I went, aye, but he says I have no money. So we, we cobbled a few bob together and bought a, a, a brewery, but it was a small scale in the beginning, you know, just to get a lock of beers out there. And then all the foreigners, boys, just wiped us out. Every time I met a beer, wiped out, like. God. Then the Chinese started rocking up. That's when the fun began, like. <laughs> <laughs> Because when they rack up, there's like 1.4 billion of them pitch ah, up, you know what I mean? And then uh, I didn't have enough in. beer, and then we had to make a bigger brewery, and then it just rocked on from there, you know? That's unreal. Yeah. Like one family comes in, that's actually sold out. Oh, you were wiped out. <laughs> wiped out. <laughs> and who, who's the, the scientific mind behind it all, or is that part of like, your degree? Or? Marty is, ah, absolutely. Both. No, you've got a brain box beside you here, too. Like this, this I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit, are you? So uh, Paddy's damped himself down. But, 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 but science-wise, you would, you would have lots of... Marty's travelled the world uh, building large factories, uh, you know, as an electronic and electrical engineer, master's degree level. Um, you know, so he knows a lot about production, manufacturing, yeah. you know, how to get these things up to scale. And you can't do this overnight. We started off with these three fermenters and we're doubling the size of that in the next few weeks and we're putting in a canning line. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if we see that there is a potential sales pattern and a growth and all that, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to do being a new beer entrant. I mean, you're in, you walk in the door and you look at an off-license and there's 200 other ones and yeah. you're like, you just can disappear into the yeah, background. Craft beer at the minute's ridiculously popular. Like, it's, it's oh, amazing yeah. how oh, big it's took oh, off. Oh, it has, but, uh, but yet it still only accounts for about 2 or 3% of the total <laughs> yeah. beer. So I suppose there is loads of room for growth. Um, and, and we're here for the longer term. We're not here to think, you know, all of a sudden we'd have this wonderful, amazing business that would be hugely profitable early on. This is a long, this is a marathon, not a yeah. sprint. Uh, there's a lot, there's a long, long journey in yep. creating yep. a brand. And you can see around you, you know, spend a lot of time and effort working with a branding company to produce something which we felt represented Lurgan well, yep. something that people could attach to and support and, and welcome. And it's sort of a pity that we can't get the licensing laws to play catch up because, you, yeah. know, you know, top room legislation has not been implemented. We would have to, bar, uh, you know, get an occasional license to be able to sell to the public here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're waiting on all that iron itself out 
while we don't have in this country sure well, there's no fucking executive you're like <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. how can yeah. you bring down if there's nobody there to enforce <laughs> them <laughs> bring in a prayer I mean it's great, it's great for a local business investment when you're waiting on a decision and nobody there to make nobody the decision nobody to make it yeah that's mm-hmm. it it's fantastic yeah. Yeah. So so me, and, me and Adam joked at one point we were going to run for, <laughs> for part of it I run just you may as well like the Raven Looney party oh hi may as well Monster Raven Looney party remember them headbangers let's have another party we were ah shit another party ah shit another party so we'll keep it within the Brand, like. yeah, but your man had it right, your man. He, he says, hey, you vote for me every child gets a BMX bike. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real I really like, vote vote oh, for the oh, shite brigade and you get a free pack of speed turn beer. Like. That's it. You get, get a free four pack of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Although we haven't applied for a license to get to get voting, so states out. Like. You're not earning enough to vote yet. <laughs> well, no, they are. It's who to vote for. That's Normally the problem, you vote six times. <laughs> I know. It's like everybody's going mad about it, especially this year. Um, everybody's going to spoil their votes, I said. Like. Yeah. Like, like, what can't spoil what do you mean, like, like, make a paper airplane or whatever? Like what do you mean? Like? Oh, just like, just two like scribble the like, two axes people, or just write something stupid on it. Like people don't understand that the, the government will use your vote against you then. <laughs> it's, it's all backwards politics, like. Yeah. No, I, just, I just think... Hey, boys, my dad said, never talk about politics in the brewery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's when the fun begins. That is when the fun the begins. Glasses flying on, everybody bapping the shade at each other. That could be a scrap. Um, <laughs> a fur go. <laughs> so, you say just went to St. Paul's. That's, that's, we were actually telling the story, and it's actually out... Next week, <laughs> me getting uh, knocked down outside. He, he got knocked down outside oh, St Paul's going wow. to school one morning. And the, funny, the funny part about it is, I got knocked down. I got to lift the school. <laughs> got knocked down. Like, <laughs> is that at the subway there? I know. I got I got dropped off across the road, which is where Paul's chippy is. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I got dropped off across the road. I was walking yeah. down to go to the shop, the garage beside St Francis, yeah. and I went across the road and just boom. Oh, <laughs> and what hit you? What hit you? Just a car, but I left an implant in my face in the bonnet. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, badly hurt. Lucky yeah. enough, or like. Only damaged me ankle and a busted nose. Like the size of his head, yeah. the car got more <laughs> damaged. Fuck's sake! <laughs> you looks like you were hit by a truck. <laughs> uh, we had plenty of crack at St Paul's. Uh, most of it we remember, but yeah, no, the, the teachers. And I'm sure you're you're a slightly different generation, but the teachers that were there, I'm sure there's still a, a clatter of them. Were, well, were still when we were there, like McGee would have been still uh, a Booker, Booker, uh, and Ed uh, Flanagan was the principal. He uh, would have been English uh, or Pat something, was it? Pat the Bear. Pat the Bear. Pat the Bear. We always called him the Bear. He was English. He taught us English. He made us read the bridge over the River Quay every uh, year for four years. Now uh, you still remember? Remember? we were only there for three years. I know. <laughs> you still had. You had to read it at home as well. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Johnson was still there. Aye, JJ, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, AJ. AJ, and JJ. Cock was still there. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a tech drawing man or something. Uh, he was art. Uh, art. What do you art. call the art teacher again? Ta- Jack, Jack, Jack Russell. Ta- no, Jack Russell. Oh, David Tennyson was actually quite. Aye, but no. Is it, is it a horror you called Fat Cock? Was it? Is that his? Yes. A horror. And then he had the fly, Doctor Blaney. Everybody no, called him the fl- was, was he, he not there? He wasn't there, no. And Morty's favourite teacher, though, was Mr. Simpson. I sent him. Oh, oh, I hope he's listening to this because he was oh, a bastard. Ta- ta- <laughs> tell him what he did to you one day. Uh, bingo Dorn. Bingo Dorn, he says. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my uncle. Bingo. Francie, you're on there. Oh, no. Bingo, like Greg? No, Francie. Uh, Street, Bingo's, you know, the free crew ones. Oh, right. I, I see uh, my Quilky ones, sorry. Quilky ones. I see my whole family is, you know, the Casey's, they're all Bernard Harris. Oh, yes. And then. But see, my, my uncle's called Bingo, but he's Bingo Dorn from Francis Street. I uh, know this is Bingo Dorn from Philbin Crescent. No, see, I, I, I didn't know there was an old Bingo. Yeah. My dog's called Bingo as well. I hate you calling him Bingo, by the way. Have you ever hated Cecilia Run up and be up the shade? So, Francis Dorn, you call him his real, his real name. <laughs> so tell him what Simpson did the morning. I so he said, and they used boys. Me and Francie sat right at the back because we were wee devils. Like, but you know, this was a day where I genuinely wasn't being a devil. Like, and 
I don't know what he did. It was a total lockdown. It was like no movement, no nothing. You weren't even speed. We were sitting there like mm-hmm. dummies. And Bingo leaned across to grab my calculator. That's all he did. And Simpson seen movement. And he came down like a f- flare bag of shade. <laughs> <laughs> he, he grabbed me right up to the front. So he grabbed Bingo and me by the scruff and neck, brought us up to bait us, like by the back of the strap. I think he went next door to lambs or something. Uh-huh. Remember Laurie the lamb? Yeah. He had straps and he used to slice them in half. <laughs> Leather straps, uh, like coins, put, put coins in them and then stitch them back up again, really to kill you. Like, Bastards. it was like Auschwitz, you know. And uh, <laughs> they got me anyway. So, bingo, he put the hands out and he took six of the best. And then Simpson grabbed me, but I, by this stage, I knew I was in the right, I'd done nothing wrong. Like, and I'm not going down for nothing, like, <laughs> you know. And uh, see, he grabbed my hand and then he went to hit it and I pulled it back and he missed. And now you got modern, and modern. <laughs> more, more he swiped the more he, right? You were in the class. Oh, thing, uh, right? yeah, yeah. And then I lost a fucking plot, like, didn't I? Oh, I think right. there was a few threats made, but the right. bit that got me, Morty, was he actually lifted you off the ground with the wee bit of hair right. at the back of your head. Right. And he started to lift Morty up like that, and I went, This isn't going to end well. This that, is that's not going to end. Well. Like, but I was into Kung Fu and shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I kicked tables and everything. I went ballistic. Like, I really yeah. lost the plot. The I even threatened <laughs> to get my dad for him. Like. And your bros. <laughs> and the bros, there's about 100 bros. Like. Uh, he, he taught me, and Simpson, I, yeah. I convinced my ma I retired him, because I went into St Paul's, and I was top in my year in Tonic Moore, Maz. Uh-huh. And see, by my third year, I was bottom of the year, wow. because the amount of times I asked him for help, and he wouldn't give me it. Yeah. Right. And I hope you're listening to this, because you're a cunt, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, I've never hated a teacher more in my life. Uh, uh, and my parents' evening, mm-hmm. in my third year, my ma went in, and she goes, I'm going to make this man crumble, and she did. And she went through him like a bad curry, like, and he kept his head down, wouldn't look around. And she goes, Can you not even lift your eyes to look at me? Yeah. And then about a week later, he turns out he was retiring at yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. And like, but I've never, like, my ma, she's a sharp old tongue on her, like, she'd cut you down to size, like, and, but she really made a wee boy out of him, like. Yeah. Uh, but you got to get understand, boys, there was like 450 wee skitters running around at age 11, that's what we were, like. Them teachers put up a hell, too, like. That's it. Like, yeah, no, especially, we like, he sort of feels sorry for some of the teachers these days because they can't do what they used to do. They used, uh, like, they can't hit them and slap them. Yeah, but our, our teachers used to just literally batter you. Like. Uh, my and dad, then you went home, you said I got battered, and then your dad battered you for getting battered. Because like. my dad. Because they weren't allowed to get battered. Boker used to have the 50 P's down his strap. Uh, uh, so he said they broke him one day and stole him. <laughs> <laughs> Boker used to throw the chalk as well. Uh, uh, the uh, duster. Uh, <laughs> see, by the time I was there, Boker stopped caring. Like, he I didn't, didn't give a shit. A like, shade. like, he used to. I went in there as all busting when I started. I said, I'm going to learn how to speak Irish. I don't. I think was as far as I got in the three years. Yeah. yeah. He spent a lot of time telling you about the class called the four Fers. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, there yeah. was a, a class called four F, which was, F's, you know, stayed on after a third. You didn't go to Michael's and there were uh, the, the low, and like there was some characters in four F when we were there. Oh, I. The four Fers. He, uh-huh. he always told a story about his pink wedding suit, though. He loved that story. I did. He loved that story. He always came in the pink socks. Uh, he always had funky socks. Uh, Sir, what socks he got? And that got half an hour conversation out of him. So you didn't learn anything? Like, say he gave you homework, which is very rare. You were like, uh, right, and we haven't done this homework. Sir, so you, what about your socks today? But he's not mine, Paddy. Do you remember when we first went to school, the teacher smoked and all the days? Do you oh, remember uh, that? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, they had an ashtray at the table and we're smoking away like frig, you know. And uh, you couldn't get away with him. Dad, no. I remember Boker and Tannison used to have a, like a... Face off on who the best fanciest car? Do you remember? Uh-huh. Re- reverse in and all like they used to reverse down Francis Street to go in at eighty mile an hour, and then Boker would get out. It was like you know that car kit, you know the guy. He uh-huh. it was one of them. Like he thought he thought he was the. I the heard grooviest. a cracker story about uh-huh. David Tennyson. Uh, the Gladiators came to St Paul's one year, uh-huh. and who was who was it? The Wolf. 
Nej, the Gladiator? Det var Jet and Wolf. Oh, and yes. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, David Townsend, yeah. Big Wolf and the Grip Test. They've done the Grip Test down the sports hall, and David Townsend, and apparently he was fucking raging. The Wolf was? Uh, apparently he was livid, like, because he went down, he was like, I have the best grip in the Gladiator, and David Townsend goes, right, well. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> my, my brother, he was in the, in the class at the time, and he but goes, right, well, and he beat him by, like, I, I don't know what measurements of... Grip, 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 scale. He had a better grip, he had a grip, grip, Yeah. But the Wolf had a perm, like... That says it all. I know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? A beat, he was a beat hacks a lot. He's never going to have a strong like. grip. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, after school, what, what was your degrees in yours? Was in the engineering? Yeah, I did uh, engineering electronics. I, it was a four-year one. Can't remember it because it was hammered to four years. Like. <laughs> That's what university's for. Like. Oh, uh, uh, no, I was, no, I was serious. Like We did well. Uh, we did all right for ourselves. But uh, obviously when I was doing that, this man here was rocking up farming companies. Like So uh, he got a head start on me. But uh, no, it was good. Good time. Um, University and my, my young fella did a similar degree in engineering as well, so he's he's off there a good start in life. So delighted that he's picked up an engineer. So he'll have a brewery soon too, then. <laughs> oh, being well, if we turn this into the world's biggest brewing company, can it hurt it? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the plan to buy over harp? <laughs> Get harp out the fuck. <laughs> See his ladies. He's had a good run. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rockshore, take your Rockshore and stick it up your home. <laughs> I see. Rockshore, Rockshore was great at the start. Don't tell me about Rockshore. It came out as a light beer and then they brought out Rockshore Light. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I would like to Light Light, the sequel. Have <laughs> <laughs> a, a fucking floating day in the bar next. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, be. that was their plan at the start. Come out as a light beer and make it like for everybody to drink and then they go out and make Rockshore Light, which is even lighter again. Like, ah, what is I'm the point? Sure, that, that, that hop house stuff too. You see, the, 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 the fear of the crafty boys, like, you know, because, you know, they're just churning out cookie cutter beer, like, you uh, know, and uh, everybody's hooked on it. Mm-hmm. You know, your harps and your smithixes. See, and I'm your, not a fan of all that, like, anymore. Like, I used ah, to love, like, you love that Haverly, don't you? Haverly's my yeah. favourite beer, like, but yeah. Haverly Heineken and stuff, I prefer the more, like, the, the imported stuff, no, from. Yeah. Like, oh, you should try yeah. different beers every day, like, you know, and uh, you'll find. Reckless beers out there, like, but but that commercial shit is it's no good. The only beer is worth itself, my opinion's Guinness. To be fair, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a rock star a beer. Like. Have you tried um, McGregor's start yet? The Black Forge. No, it's no. actually nice. I was down yeah. there. Where'd you get that? Weeks. I went down. I went down to Black Forge Inn. Right, right. Um, it's you tried his lager as well. Didn't tried you? the lager as well. The lager was decent, like because <clears throat> in in Dublin, you know, yourself, it's quite dear for pints and stuff down there. So, so his, you don't have a pound of paint. <laughs> so his his <laughs> that's, a, that's a cheap end. His starts four seventy and his lager's four ninety. So like wow, it, euros. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's quite cheap so for down there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll, obviously I'll drink yours. Is stuff this in his own venue? That's, it's that's his own the black, the black Forge, you call it, yeah. Right. yeah. So Very like, good. I was down there for a wrestling event. And, I, I and he, doesn't, he doesn't retail any of it, it's all in-house. It's all, yeah, you can't buy it. So the only thing he sells is his whiskey, like. It's not even yes. his anymore, so he sold the company. So I will sold it, but... Robert Wells is called. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, he's still a... I think he's got like shares in it and he's still like the face of the brand but he doesn't own it no more. Yeah, it's about 100 million profit. Ah, probably. Ridiculous, like. I'm... He's a prick, but he's a good businessman. Like yeah. he knows what he's at. He was dead all at the start, and then he just got too big oh, for his business. Lost the run of himself. <laughs> We're <laughs> not going to do that, Morty. No, we'll we'll be on a big vat of beer. Have you before the sun shines out our asses? Before we get into the whole technical side of the, uh-huh. the, the beer making process and how this came to be, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about going into the spirits or? Yeah, yeah. we've we've looked at actually uh, having a distillery in Lurgan. But it's a much bigger, longer game again oh beyond wow. beer. So I think you need to age whiskey and all that. Yeah. Like so we're going to try and establish Spade Town and then yeah. look at it. We, you know, but ultimately, what we want to do, long term plan for the company is to create jobs in Lurgan, yeah. to create great beer, um, mm-hmm. and for it to be a lot of fun for everybody involved. Um, you know, we haven't had beer made in Lurgan forever, um, yeah. so this is us trying to, you know, 
create some opportunities for people here. Uh, we have a great apprentice brewer here called Christor, uh, who absolutely loves what he what he's doing. Uh, really, is plays a big part in the brewery on a day and daily basis, and we want to just keep doing that and growing. I mean, yeah. ultimately, if we if we are successful, there'll be a lot more jobs involved between sales and back office and yeah. everything else. And you know, who knows where it'll end up? So, um, it's it's there's a long way to go, but the the distillery thing would pr- will probably review it on an ongoing basis. Yeah, mm-hmm. how big of a team do you have at the moment, then? Yeah, there's there's. Four? Full full time. Uh, there, there's really there's three full part times and one full time. So it's quite small at the minute, um, and we're you know we I think what we're going to do is look at how the sales are progressing this year with a plan to expand yeah. in the in in those areas. We also uh, as part of the business acquired a coffee uh, roastery business. So we've oh, really? got a coffee roastery up and running in Lurgan today, mm-hmm. right, exactly actually on the Portadown Road called Cinema Coffee, mm-hmm. and it's a sister company. But it's quite small as well. It's do you uh, do lattes? Oh, absolutely. Happy oh, yeah. I love yes. a latte, yeah, I can't yeah. say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for sale in Lurgan. There's a chocolate parlour in North Street, or uh, you know, the retailer that yes. sells it at the top of North Street. So oh, do I live in North Street? Yeah. Yeah. So you can go back in North Street. So it's hand-roasted so in, really in the Port Down Road. Getting into a bit of everything then? Really? Yeah, well, if we can't sell you a beer, we'll sell you some coffee in the morning and, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. else. Is that what you're drinking, is it? We're drinking our own And if you wake up after a night of beer and you're feeling a bit rough, you can have a coffee. You're hitting everything. You're hitting all the markets. Next we're making burgers like everybody else at kebabs and all. We started making burgers. I'm sorted. Burgers and beer. Well, we did jokingly say that, you know, the byproduct of making the beer here goes towards feeding some cows uh, and ultimately <laughs> ultimately we can get one back and make uh, some spade town burgers so all, that the would be nice. the, all the cows in the fields in Lurgan black like <laughs> see what you're done you're done with the spent grain it, it's animal food like I know that's uh, that's genuine we have, a, we have a next door neighbour who's a farmer and he kindly takes away from us because it's a pain in the hole to get rid of it but uh, it's animal feed like you know and uh, if you let it ferment long enough the cows Become well, alcoholics. There's natural yeast in the air, and the, the, grain, the grain gets. You won't need them fermenters. You'll be milking the cows, <laughs> and the <laughs> fucking ideas will be coming out of it. The cows, cows run around the fields black like a kill each other. No? That's know, bad. Land out, land out, and all try, trying, to get a, trying to get a taxi. Trying to get a taxi at two o'clock in the morning at the steel gate, you know. I'll get rid of this field, my bit, please. So that, that, I'm sure you can get a taxi. kebab. Get a kebab. Get a kebab. Um, so to anybody, anybody that's listening outside of Lurgan, like, let's go by the origin of the name then. So Speed time. We, 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 we could tell you it's like, because we're from Lurgan, we know the crack ball oh names, right. but if you want to... Yeah, um, so the origin of the name is that, uh, you know, there was a, a Lord Brownlow who owned a lot of the, the, the land around the area. He was very kindly uh, employed a number of men to dig this big large hole, which be ultimately became Lurgan Lake, which is situated in Lurgan Park. And Lurgan Park's the second biggest park in Ireland after Phoenix Park. Yeah. So it's quite a, a beautiful place, uh, as we all know, being from here. And a lot of people who are from outside the area have never heard of it. Um, so they, they stood around digging this big hole, and people that walked past noticed that they had quite long faces on them with their <laughs> spade underneath their arm. And, and that's where the term, you know, the phrase is face as long as a lurking spade on you came from because they were they were obviously quite gloomy looking, even though yeah. they were being employed and they were getting paid um, probably a small amount. But, uh, you know, they, they had very long faces on them. And a lot of people said to us, you know, did you, are there spades made in Lurgan or you know where does it <laughs> yeah. come from? But you know it's 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 that storyline yeah. and and thankfully there was a Lurgan Lake created because it is quite a, a nice part of the overall. Oh, I, I love area Lurgan, of Lurgan Park. Lurgan. Like, mm-hmm. My, 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 my eyes around it every morning. 
Yeah. The dogs, like, Lo- so. Lovely area. And like yeah. that fountain's like one of three in the world as well. The Coldridge Fountain, eh? it's a, yeah, it's a, way back to the Victorian times. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a, it's a work of art. I think, I think it was gifted from somebody in Scotland or something, wasn't it? And it was actually up in the town centre before yeah. the War Memorial and then yes. it moved. It got moved, yeah. 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 Have you said, had Jim Conway on at all at any stage or do you know of Jim Conway? No, we don't know Jim Conway. Yeah. Well, he runs alongside a few other guys, a couple of brothers. Um, they they run the A. E. Russell Historical Society, and, right. and he tells all the, the story of how that came about and in great detail. Well, I'd, I'd love to. That's uh, one to get on. Oh, then. Some yeah. stories, some yeah. stories yeah. fly out of him. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's another fellow my mum tried, and she, he lived now where Jim McElmurray. Hi knows. Jim, I know Jim well. I'd, I'd like to get Jim on because he, and he's a good fr- friend. Like he grew up. A, Jim's a local like. historian. He's a wealth yeah. of knowledge about the town as well, and yeah. going way way back to. Particularly, yeah. he's got a military slant on the whole historical part. Ah, you know, yeah. the Battle of the Somme and all mm-hmm. the Irish uh, Irish Civil War and the Troubles and all that stuff. So, yeah, good lad to have. Yeah. No, I, I just think, as we say, we're just going to try and promote everything local this year. Like, yes. Um, what, what other what other things have we got on the wall here? The the Isle Sands, like, because there's Lurgan people come out with some clackers, like, don't they? Yeah. Uh, faces Lurgan spade on you. That's obviously the. the the long one, like and, and everything's spelt in a in a, a wacky way, you know. Powerful, obviously. P. I see at the far end yeah. with, oh, the big, with the big faces. Uh, par- powerful bruise. Yeah, yeah. uh, so we, we've tried where possible to incorporate Lurgan into tease out the sort of the, the, the colloquialisms and and the you know the the branding, and you can see the the strap line is long faces made yeah. short. So yeah. you know after a couple of. Spade time beers. If the you're, word, a bit, you're a bit more merry. You're a bit. You're a bit in a better place. Yeah, and and we're not saying loads of beers. We're saying just have a few. Yeah. Like you don't Aye. need to go. You don't need to go mad. Drink responsibly. I don't yeah. know what that four, is. four packs enough. <laughs> I don't know what drink. Four packs of like more like. That's, drink <laughs> responsibly is not me. <laughs> I got <laughs> in your repertoire. It's not there. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, to keep in line with the Dargan, are you going to try and going to try and compete with Buckfast? Jesus, that's a, oh, a tonic wine. A, a tonic Jesus. wine. Who was the last people yeah. to try that tonic? Buckfast uh, tonic wine. It was freaking Belfast or Belfast. Belfast tonic wine. They brought one out and it was absolutely leaping. Then they had that El El Dorado. El Dorado. It El was Dorado. stinking too. Yeah. Like Buckfast is stinking. <laughs> I, I drank it for years. Like, but <laughs> think, like, how do you compete with Buckfast? Oh, no. See, uh, that's that's a, it's like, it's like trying to claim Mount Everest. Like, Buckfast has been adopted by Lurgan. Like, like, <laughs> I, 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 there's, there's nine million addicted to it. Like. I know it's mad. Yeah. Um, I like guess made in Devon, but see if you go to some parts in England, they've never heard of it. It's yeah. big in Scotland. And I, lo- I, I looked it up once, this is about three years ago. I looked it up. Well, yeah. I don't know why. The top two retailers in the UK are Glasgow and Lurgan. Oh, I, oh mm-hmm. I, famous for drinking Bucky. Like. I mean, it's almost like a Mecca, you know, boys, as soon as you go to England, where's this Buckfast Abbey? Like, and you know? used to be sold in the chemist as well. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, it, it, fought, yeah. it fought a battle for a while in the town here with Synodogen, you see. Ah, Synodogen. So you went into the doctors and you complained that you weren't well, your guts were bad, so the doctor gave you a prescription way down to the yard man there and get a bottle of Synodogen. The boys were in there, they were arguing over the counter, could you trade that for a Bucky? Aye. <laughs> Get my prescription, get me a hey, what, if my guts are bad, Buckfast is the last <laughs> thing I go for. Like, but the, hi- the history of it is that, um, you know, I'm co- talking back in the 60s, Buckfast, if you were going to drink it, you would have had a bottle of stout off the shelf, you know, so room, yeah. room temperature stout, not frozen, not cold, not right. Ugh. So, and, But as a chaser, you would have had, like, what would have been effectively a thimble full of Buckfast. Either be miniatures, yeah. Three tiny, tiny glass, because my grandfather would have drank it. So, bottle of stout and a little thim- thimble full of, of Buckfast. So, it was the sweet with the, the bitter. Yeah. And, you know, that's why it was the chaser. But over time, obviously, people thought, well, you get one then, two thimblefuls, mm. a half a glass full. <laughs> now you drink it in pints. Just drink the bottle. Now you just drink the bottle, you know. So, <laughs> it just got... You know, like, and then you go to the park and... <laughs> like I think I started drinking it when I was 15 and only stopped drinking it last year. Did your mom catch you? 
<laughs> couple of names, I. Did you get bad there, like? No, she's, I was meant to go see M&M and she sold my ticket. <laughs> I was like, she didn't ingrain me. So he's didn't bad this, so she, she did worse than that. Yeah, like, that was the worst. I, 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 would, I would rather talk about bad her and like, it's ah, one geez, drink. I'd have talked about bad her and like. I oh, never talked to Buckfast at all. No. Never. No way. No. I know, I've tried it and I've, it was always not for me. Like It's a bit of a head racker. Like, see, there's not much caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. See, when you come out from a night out, you want to get a few hours sleep so you're not down there. But you're laying there in your own fucking head. Like, oh, but these boys are blocked out of their skull, but they're all like Superman. Yeah. Running up and down William Street there, head and button, roller shutter doors <laughs> and all, you know. I, will, I, will, I don't think it was ever that bad, was it? <laughs> <laughs> the one that gets me, but is Buckfast with Red Bull. Actually, that's just a I recipe mean, for disaster. Like, like. like the nuclear weapon option. <laughs> there. People drink Ergen Buckfast. nuclear weapon. Buckfast with milk. Buckfast with milk. Oh, no, Jesus Christ. I well, maybe it's told me to drink Buckfast with Coke one night, and it's the way I slick in a big tall glass, you know, it was like tea in my or something. It actually wasn't that bad. Like, and I took a sip of it, and I went, What's up? He says, Buckfast. And I went, You dirty bastard. <laughs> You're trying to get me hooked on that, you know. I never drank Bucky. I mixed up with the West Coast cooler. It was nice. Uh, it, was re- it was a real random one. Yeah. Uh, a girl I know, when I used to, when I used to work down in Belfast, said she had drank it before. Yeah. And I tried it like the next night because I was like, "Well, it's Friday, I'm gonna have a drink." Like, and I got a bottle of West Coast Well. It was actually quite nice. Like, was it GA made the Buckfast cocktail for? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's another thing. Sean, he's got a reputation about him that he's the drinker of the group, like, which he is. Like, mm-hmm. because like in, the, in our early days, every Sunday we recorded, he was always Dan. Mm-hmm. And one night I went down to his house for a carryout, and he had a whole cocktail station set up in his kitchen. Powerful, powerful. As you do, as you do. Yeah. And like some of the stuff he was making, like I, he, he texted me and said, "Don't bring a carrier." And I said, "Why?" Bought me loads of drink for Christmas. And he goes, the "Cocktail kit." And I, I like, I've got my cocktail station set up here, and I goes, "But I don't drink cocktails." And he goes, "You're you're Denise." Jesus, and I must have left his house sideways. Like, <laughs> and what's what's a good cocktail, then, Sean? My favorite's Long Island because it's oh, the most, the most birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That stuff would kill you. Like mm-hmm. most birds or zombie. But see, when we were young, we didn't have any money. But every ma's, everybody's house had a ma, uh, like a cabinet, you know, uh, and there was always a bottle of Perno in there. You know what I mean? Or so, some of that shit you never drank. Like. Uh, the, the leg opener. But we, we used <laughs> to call it. <laughs> we remember we used to run out the Dernies Max, and we all we didn't, have, we didn't have mobile Perno phones. Yet, so what, it was all like a coordinated attack. We all went to phone box at a certain time. We phoned each other. And we made a plan of how we're getting out to Dernies, Derry, Hurley, uh, and we walked it like in the snow. Right, but somebody's ma had a bottle of Perno. So what you did was you stole a bit of it, right? And you put it into like a beaker or something and screwed the lid on and then you met down the park and then you made your track out the Downies. And then you had to go back and repair the Perno. Like, we were stupid. You added water back in, the whole thing went white, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Your yeah. man knew yeah. then. Somebody put drinking yeah. into the Perno. Like. So you, t- you ended up topping it up with nail varnish instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your granddad died four years prematurely. Like, do you want to be Perno before you go to bed, Dad? I have it there. That's him gone. Uh, your dad's a good collector of drink. Well, Jack Daniels only because my dad used to drink Jack Daniels before he had to stop drinking. So like he, every Christmas and birthday and stuff, we buy him something Jack Daniels. And the collection's now worth over a grand. I would say it was, like. it was, wow. ne- it was nearly worth nothing. <laughs> you near fucking knocked the whole thing over one night in my <laughs> house. I, I I stood up and the drink went away. Three of us, like, but it's, it's not heavy. The cabinet. There was three of us had to stop this from falling. Unreal. Like, unreal. I swear. Has he still got the collection. Oh, thankfully, yeah. just just about. <laughs> Like I, I would never have been. This would never have came to be because I'd either be dead or on the run. Because that, it's some it's some collection like to prefer. Yeah. Because it's like there's stuff you can't even get in Ireland in it. Because wow. I, when I went to America and stuff, I was picking up different things. You no, know, the Americans always yeah. fucking bring out. Yeah, latest version. You know, they do yeah, like a one of them, like a 
cinnamon shot. Uh, that's the fire one. Fire one. Um, aye, aye, they've aye. got fire apple honey, and then they've got their normal yeah. jack, and then the gentleman jack in the single bar. Yeah, but and it's a bourbon. Look you know, it's a bourbon. Like mm. a bourbon's not. Ugh, it's American whiskey. Like they make a bourbon. Aye. You can make a bourbon very, very quickly. Like mm. they filter. They filter well. through charcoal, whereas you know. And then they put it into the cask, so it's cut out a lot of steps compared to Irish and Scotch whiskies. Like, but uh, it'll still get you hammered. Like. Oh, why? Have you but, tried uh, to drink enough of anything? Like? <laughs> 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 but, true enough. True yeah. enough. Uh, uh, and there's empty glasses there. Uh, you know, speaking of which, Sean, you've only been here, haven't you? You've only had two scoops of APA. What's wrong? Yeah, I thought you were a boozer. Yeah, I'll run, run down that tank there and fill your cap there. They're just, they're just waiting. Oh, uh, Recording comes first. The cap. <laughs> we, don't, we don't drink on the job. Well, so... so Going back to, the, to here and where we are now, like how long did it take the process of going from an idea to actually having it? Yeah. Um, so I think the first conversations were in around March, April last year. Yep. Uh, we started like the project as in renting the, the building and stuff about May time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took us about five, six months till we were actually in a position where we had production, bar built, uh, all this, you know, kitted out with yeah. scaffolding seats, and we wanted it to be able to seat about eighty people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about six months. Um, and all, all in the background, when we were doing all this fit out here, we were also working with the branding company to come up with what was yeah. a good representative brand for Spade Town. Um, so, and, and I mean, there's there was a lot goes on in the background that you don't see. You know, yeah. that people people just see the, the end package, but you know, you had you had to go through four or five iterations. Of the brand before you went. Yes, that that's actually the is the one. That's what we're mm-hmm. we're we're happy about. Um, you know, even right down to the detail of the the, gl- the shape of the glass, the smile on the face. You know, the frown. How does it change? All that representation and the 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 font that's used in the Spade Town that was actually taken from a, a, a march, a workers' march back in Lurgan in the eighteen thirties. Really? Yeah. So it's it's actually been copied from a, a font that was used. So the so the designer uh, was able to research and find you know typeface that was used back then. Yeah. And she copied that. That's and that's what's used in the Spade Town yeah. uh, logo uh, today. So it's it's an, it's representative of a of a of somebody who has really thought of everything. Like yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the the crowd from Dublin came up and actually t- they researched the whole Lurgan thing, like the the stayed here, you know, and w- wandered about the town and they went into the coffee shops and hung about the place and you know and then they went back with a whole load of sodas, right, and mm. Vita bread and all. Oh, uh, the half to like uh, <laughs> uh, they were banned all Lurgan stuff like and then uh, they really got into it and uh, no, they were good, like, yeah. Well, that's, that's, like, we, for for our logo, like, the first time I made a logo for us was fucking the biggest pair of shade ever. <laughs> and then <laughs> and our second logo, one of our mates, uh, Shade Duffy, made our second one, and, and ironically, I have a bottle of Buckfalls in it. <laughs> we can actually sell it sort of, it's in the middle of that there, like. Yes. But, uh, no, I, I think finding the right logo just sort of sets the tone for yeah. a business. It's, it's like, if it's attractive, yeah. people are drawn to it. Like. Uh, yeah. you, t- you take a long time over it. I mean, it, you know, your logo is your brand. I mean, Nike and Stripe and yeah. all that stuff, you know, and that's got to be around a long time. Once you've settled on it, that's you. That's your, your personality, if you like, you know. I, th- this is like a real random question, like, but the way Lurgan is very famous for linen, have you ever thought of like incorporating like linen into the name of like one of your lagers or something, maybe in the future? Because that's... Like tan, what Lurgan is predominantly famous for history wise. Well, we've had quite a few suggestions. We had the guys in from the Historical Society, the A. E. Russell guys yeah. I was mentioning earlier, and and they came up with you know quite a few suggestions based on you know the art and the poetry 
of A. Russell, who's obviously one of the most famous people to come from Lurgan. So I think what we'll do is, depending on what we do with the next types of beers, we'll take yeah. on board all the suggestions and all the, you know, because there is, there is a good industrial heritage to Lurgan. And oh, there, was right. a, there was a lot of things went on, right? Like it gets a bad rap, but like... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of very famous, great people who came from Lurgan. Most notably Marty Dummigan, but uh, the, the, you know the, the, there there are a lot of very famous people. And in fact, there was a story the other day. Uh, a fella from Lurgan called Roger Patterson was telling me that there's a guy, uh, an older gentleman, American. He's 99 at the moment. He'll be 100 years old this December, and he's coming to Brownlow House in March. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, he actually served in the Second World War. In Brownlow, in the castle. Oh fuck! Uh, so nice. he did, Mar- and, Mar- and he's coming back uh, to to be here in in March this year, which is actually in two weeks' time. That's mad. Yeah. So uh, that that's a, a bit of a mad story. So you know, I, I I'm can I, uh, slightly connected to that story because my grandfather also served in Lurgan Castle during the war. He worked for the the which was called GPO at the time, Government Post Office, which became BT. Yeah. Um. So he would have been actually setting up telephone networks during the Second World War so I, that the I, American troops could use. My granddad was actually in the Second World War as well, but he was like stationed overseas. He was a, in, the medical, in the medical corp. Mm-hmm. So he was, um, I don't know if you know him, Mick Casey. Do you know any of the Casey's? No. Which like Bronco it? Casey and Tony Casey, Jim Casey. There was From Bernard Harris. There was a, is Sean. Uh, Sean Casey, no. No, that was the, and then that was the one there. Was Sean Casey and anybody's from Tingnam. Moya yeah. Casey, who's the taxi man for Minicab. Well, it was Minicab, like, before it got all brought over. Like, there's a whole... There was a, whole, there was a wreck of them. Yeah. Uh, like, there was ten. My man, she's one of ten, like. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a whole Quite common in Lurgan. Uh, so, Brian O'Tars, I think at one point there was 15 of them, and, and a wee, oh. brown, a wee <laughs> house in Brian O'Tars, like. So, that Brian O'Tars full of head cases. Big time, but, like, I... The head, whatever, the head cases. As born Rudd and Brian O'Tars himself, like, so... But you're looking over there at that there, you mentioned the linen, you're looking over Johnson and Allen from there, you know what I mean? All those brown old terraces, all factory built houses for, oh, the, aye, for yeah. the workers, you know. So. And there was a there was a big factory where the model school was as well. Do you know, uh, just yes, under. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, come on, my granny, great granny Teasy used to work on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, no, I I just love that Lurgan's going to become hopefully become famous for better things because like you you Google Lurgan now, the first thing that comes up is a fucking rat oh. <laughs> or somebody yeah. trying to fucking break it. Like or Buckfast, Buckfast yeah. yeah. rats or somebody trying to. St- Break into the Dublin Express yeah. while it's fucking driving. Like. Well, we're we're just trying to, you know, obviously if you do the search for Lurgan and you, you see the responses on Google, we're just trying to get other things that appear on the list. Hopefully, one, yeah. of, them will, one of them will be Speed Town, um, you know, to, to, to sort of change the perception. But you're right, there's a lot there's a lot of good things going on. But isn't it easy just to come up with the the negative? Because once you, when you're away from Lurgan, when you say the name, yeah, a lot of people rap, go, yeah. a lot of people respond with Buckfast or something Aye. like that, you know. So because yeah. even even in our like we spoke to yeah. how many comedians have we had on this and they will say where are you guys from we Lurgan they're like that's a oh, shit Jesus. they hate it because the comedy in Lurgan doesn't do well because <laughs> the Lurgan crowd for some reason just are like dickheads like, when it comes they to think comedy. they're funnier than the comedian and then it doesn't do well for a comedy show like I went to one in the courthouse once and there was just this one fella Slagged and he was just a dickhead the whole time trying, like he was trying to be funnier like, like yeah. there's even Mickey Bartlett he said in his own podcast he doesn't like doing Comedy in Lurgan And he's from Lurgan mm. and He's like even, even I know I can't do it like. So comedy club Might be not a good idea no, For here I, I think, No I think it would be If mm. you, if you don't have like, Obviously if you have The right crowd like if, Yes like, like there was one I actually meant to start up In the real bar 
and then COVID hit and cancelled it. Yeah, but then the real bar is being sold. Don't really know what the crack is with the real bar, so it's being sold. It, I know it's being sold. But you should but, get but, the comedy club up and run. This would be the perfect spot. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have to have open mic. There's like a wee wee stance you walk through the door, and if you hit it, dickhead, you don't get in. Sorry, we don't let dickheads in there. Comedy filter out the people. You're in the comedian, right? Let's actually take think. This would be a good setup. A good wee setup for like. Oh well, that's the whole thing. We we hope to have lots of events down here, you know, and like go back to what we said in the beginning. The legislation's holding us back. That's that's. You know, it's a nightmare, like, but, uh, you know, this could be a great wee venue. And you think about going back to promoting Lurgan, you know, tourist spot, we're not kicking the ass away from Oxford Island here. Exactly, I mean? very uh-huh. true, yeah. You know, and we're right beside the motorway, and you could nip up here, and we come down and see a brewery day, and, you know, sample the beers and all of that stuff. And that's like a wee tourist tractor for it's the It's unreal, it yeah. is active. And that was the intent as well, but uh, mm-hmm. like I say, I go back to what's going on in Stormont, get your shit together, and that's you, your, you're holding business back. You have know? you any local politicians on board trying to help you with that? Or? I think whenever we've approached anybody, they've said there's a lot of more priorities on the list at the minute, with obviously coming out the back of Do COVID that? and everything else. So, you know, we're, it's on the list, but it's way down. I see that there are many alcoholics raising the argument. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sitting here throffing out the... <laughs> but they're, they're telling you that, and then they're coming on the TV and saying we want to help small businesses. And then the, yeah, exactly. So they're just contradicting themselves. It's either they don't want to do it, yeah, or the as I said, they might actually be genuine, but I doubt it. Yeah. I've never met a genuine politician in my life. <laughs> yeah. There, there may be a case as well that the status quo suits a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and on, on new entrants or smaller companies breaking in is, is you know, is just, I don't know, it's harder for them to promote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. How did, did you go about trademarking your name and stuff as well? Or have, like, have you done any of that side of things? Not at the minute. We no, don't no, have. No. Uh, we've been approached by a couple of people who've uh, asked us, do we want to step through the process with them? So it's probably something that we do, do need to do, do this yeah. year um, just just to protect it. And once you get into that, obviously, there's it's not just a trademark for, you know, you've got yeah. to go through multiple geographies and oh, all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. So. Because um, yeah. I, I looked into it at one point for us, and he goes, "That's fucking far too much for me to look at." Because like, <laughs> like the amount of subcategories you have to go through, yeah. it's, it's a complicated. I, I couldn't believe how much I was like, "Nah, you definitely would have to pay somebody to do that for you." Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. I mean, setting up a business is, involves a lot of legal yeah. you know, milestones and steps to go through, and that's it's not a priority. But as Patrick said, probably at some point we have to protect ourselves. But for now, we're just having a we're having a good start up here going on. We're let's be honest, lads. We're only ten weeks in it. I'll tell you what, like for so ten weeks. We've done, yeah. a, we've done a lot so far, and you know you've done more in ten weeks than we've done in a year. Didn't <laughs> like. yeah, 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 yeah. Who was the first um, like off license or bar to come on board with you? Like to take your first set of tins or within the week? You mean yeah, the uh, week before Christmas? You were you would have had uh, the Woodville uh, Stables, uh, DBs, um, the Corner House, uh, Bellevue. So there's about five or six all within uh, the courthouse. Uh, all within about a week, all basically started stocking, and there's three, three or four of them have done particularly well. I mean, uh, and and they're great supporters. You know, they obviously want to be, they want to promote a beer that's, that's from it. the area. Yeah. Um. And you know, we've had fantastic feedback, and I suppose uh, it's a journey for us. We're we're going to try and as we go along, improve the beers, bring out new beers. Yeah. I mean, there's talk about potentially bringing out a. Uh, and I, I know we sort of say this at times and sort of laugh sometimes about it, but actually a, a low alcohol beer. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, there, yeah. There's, there is a demand for it, and it's whether or not we want to get involved in doing that. But there's definitely I bring out a wee non-alcoholic free until my year's up. <laughs> you off drank for a whole year? Well, I've, huh. that was the plan. Um, it's a bit of a sombre note, like the way I started, because my child took sick over Christmas, mm-hmm. and like, me and the mum are together, and she was in the hospital, and I was blocked. Oh, on Christmas night, uh, uh. so I couldn't go, and I just says, you know what, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. So I said, I'll see how long I can go, and then our mate Smitty came in and says, right, 
we'll we'll put a bet on. You last in this Christmas, I'll bring you out for a night out. A night out. A feed. Night. And you've lasted so far. Like you're I'm 10 yeah. weeks in. Wow. But if he Brilliant. loses, he's Both of us are 10 weeks in. Then. But you're not worried about your beer muscle fading, like, you know. You know, <laughs> over the course of the year, right? So you've a whole 360 day of days with no beer in you. Like, so the first night you go out, the first 10 is going to put you in your neck. See, that's why that's why the father's agreed to it because he knows if he wins, it's only going to put two beers and he's sleeping. It's costing, <laughs> yeah. costing three <laughs> quid to get him black. Like. I'm, I'm taking you out today. There you go. One It'll be a cheap night out. But see, like a couple of years ago, I was I got jumped on all. And see, ever since then, I just really haven't been a beer. And then since I became a dad and all, just. Yeah. Just drop down Good leveler like. Good leveler right. You like. see when you get to the end of the year You can come here When you get You want to celebrate the year we'll, That's we'll, it We'll, oh, look, we'll, after we'll look after you We'll protect you Sleeping bag Bungee rope Bungee rope Wear fence but yeah. the, <laughs> the only the, the three conditions That I was allowed to have a drink Like like there I had a glass of that The other day Did you enjoy it? I did it was lovely You're going to get one What's keeping you? <laughs> oh no well I'll have another one After I start recording um, So it was Like we have a section On the podcast Called Quick Sips so like this is when we actually sampled beer fifty two. We sampled some, uh, some of our beers and we done that every week. So when it comes to doing anything for the podcast, I'm allowed to have a drink. Oh, right. for a pity. Well, let's hang around here about Tuesday. Then. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no rush, like if West, if West, I'm West Ham supporter, so if West Ham won a trophy, so that's not happening this year. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> year. <laughs> Don't fucking howl out on a beer for that. <laughs> we're we're in the last well, sixteen of the Europa League. Oh, well, right, well, right. Well, I heard you gave Liverpool a run for their money yesterday. We did. We did very much. So I've never seen the match, but I heard of it. The third condition is if somebody dies. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, but like, you know yourself awake or at a hangar or funeral is a big drinking session for the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> so, getting here kill somebody to get this boy a bed. I'll be looking in the RC, see if there's anybody I know dead. <laughs> hey, there's a boy there. He walked past him at school. What the hell? I'm out. I'm out. They're the three conditions. Allowed to have a drink. But and then, I he, think and then he realised he goes, shit, I should have had Dharma in there because I started off the league like a Ferrar. Put Dharma in for fourth option, did you? <laughs> he should have, but he wasn't allowed. He no, it was too late because we'll, we'll be at Dublin like, and we'll be at Dublin and we'll be at Dublin and we'll be at Dublin and we'll be at Toronto and like, Yo, here we could win the All Ireland this year. <laughs> Everybody's getting. Hang on, I don't go too far. Like, but if if he loses, he's screwed because he's go bald. He's to get I'll his have to shave my head. Like get a nipple piercing was one of them. No, uh, I, I vetoed that completely. Did you veto that one? Nah, did you? <laughs> so the other one is that's a bit extreme. Like it. After wear for a month in public, any time I go out, uh-huh. whether it's not work uniform, after wear either a Man United top, a Tottenham top, or a Millwall top, with fuck West Ham on the back. Was Liverpool not in there too? I, know, I wouldn't care about wearing Liverpool top. But I, I said I was going to get one custom made of all three of them. Jesus. <laughs> so I mean, that, I mean, that's painful having to wear a Millwall top. Like. I know. Even worse having to wear a Man United one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do your Man United support on you? Uh, uh, yeah. I hope you be at City today, though. But here, I, honestly, what time's that match on? Half time. Uh, yeah. Ronaldo's refused to play, apparently. No, he didn't travel. I don't know if he refused. He did Trouble. According to those rumours That Ragnick said He wasn't starting He goes well I don't even want to be In the squad then Just right Fucking right Second half <laughs> Travel the whole way Across Manchester I know uh-huh. Jesus right. What's that all about There's a bit of a fallout In the camp is there uh, Ronaldo thinks he's Bigger than the club as, as his ego He is bigger than the club At the minute than before. Lurgan Saltik are bigger uh, A couple of my mates Are Man United sports I better behave myself Or you get ribbed to death <laughs> After this you know, so. well, Who do you support And Celtic That's even, that's even worse <laughs> On ahead, there's a wee visitor, man. Yeah. so, uh, aye, a bit, bit of football, like about half the town sports Celtic, like, but then. I my dad's a big Celtic man, like, but yeah. I love but I, I love slagging him, like, say, when Rangers beat Celtic, I love getting right down to my dad just to wind him up. I only uh, thought it when Gerard was monitor, I was like, actually, it's good, Liverpool, man, you know what I mean? Of course they're going to do well. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of competition going on in Scottish football right now. I mean, there's only their goal difference today, apparently, you know, so keeps it tight, keeps it interesting. 
Aye, Last year, uh, Rangers had handed them their houses. You know what Rangers I mean? Rangers were unreal. Uh, Rangers yeah. on the Gerard was a different yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. Team uh, Gerard, it was, uh, Gerard's yeah. doing bits with Villa now. Like, or Southampton were in a good run of form. He hammered Southampton yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. well. But uh, we'll just get into, uh, just for the last couple of minutes here, the bit of the sands behind like, the step-by-step process of making. How does it come from a beer, the uh, first ingredient to what we uh, had in our glass? Well, it depends. You start, you start with your base. It's a grain, right? Um Barley, predominantly barley. Like you can have a wheat. You can get a wheat beer out of it. But yeah. uh, or you can have a mixture or additions or junctions as they call them. You can add rice. You know anything that gives you sugars. Um, yeah. So basically, you you call it mashing. So what you do is you create like a soup. It looks like a porridge, and you just dump in a whole load of grain. You have to weigh it obviously to work out your alcoholic strength in advance. So the, the more grain you put in, the more sugar you're going to get out. And the more you convert those sugars, the more alcohol you're going to get, you see? Yeah. So the Pilsner, obviously, being stronger than the APA or the lager, has more grain up front, about 50% more. Um, so you mash that out, you make a bit of a soup, around about 67, 68, 69 degrees or whatever, and you hold it for an hour, and then you pump it out. That's your wort, um, which is just a big sugary syrup, um, and that's really what the yeast are looking to get at. Um, obviously, you have to sterilize it. Um, yeah. To preserve it, and then you also add hops. Um, hops is because uh, you've got a sugary solution that's sweet, and you can't drink it um, like Lucasade or like what do you call that Buckfast combo? Come Buckfast Red Bull. Uh, Buckfast you know, Red that'd Red be Bull, wild, sweet, wouldn't it? Like, be worse than that even. Nuclear <laughs> weapon. Uh, uh, so anyway, you got the you got the sugary wort, um, and you stir. It's now sterile. You pump it into the tank, and you buck in a load of yeast, and then um, Bob's your uncle. Um, you just wait four or five days, and the yeast uh, converts all the sugars into alcohols. And then, uh, so you've got your basic beer, and the process sort of slows down to a drop. The yeast is all consumed, the beer, or the sugars. And then you just condition it. And the conditioning is a trick. Um, you know, you're crash-cooling it, or you're storing it at a certain temperature for a long period of time. Lagers, by definition, lagering is a German word meaning store. And you store it at a cold temperature for minimum 42 days. So, believe it or not, the lager is considered a cheap beer around places, right? But yeah. it's actually the most expensive beer you can make. Because of the duration of production, um, you have to keep it cold at fridge temperature all day long. Um, it's 42 days for a lager plus fermentation. could be up to greater part of 60 days. You want to make it crystal clear. So um, APAs are faster. Um, same process, but uh, the conditioning time is 14, 15 days. So you can turn an APA around fairly quickly. But the lager, you, you can notice that not too many craft companies are making lagers because basically it fills a tank and there's not a lot else you can do in the meantime. Well, that yeah. tank's falling, storing away, so... The secret to that is have more tanks. It gives you more flexibility, which is what me and Patrick's doing here. Um, as I said, there's more tanks coming here shortly. So that means we'll always have a run of lager, yeah. which gives us a wee bit of an advantage because we can then keg it and get it out to the pubs where the local lads want to drink the lager as it, well. Yeah. Pilsner's the same as a lager. Um, different with Pilsner is um, the water treatment. Obviously, you have to make a Pilsen water. Um, and then uh, we use a different type of hop addition in that one called Saz Lupamax. Um, there's a wee secret addition in there that gives us our flavour which I'll not mention well, we we'll have yeah. to trademark yeah. that one if I tell you like, I'd have to kill you <laughs> that's it one of them ones but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know so uh, Pilsner's a superior beer and we think the lagers is a pretty good damn good lager good crushable lagers to talk about uh, you can drink loads of it and uh, 4.5 Pilsner's 5.6 and the APS 4.5 but the uh, like as we talked earlier as we develop more beers we'll develop more alcoholic content and so yeah. forth and so on and work up and down the scale Patrick wants to produce also some light beers. We call them uh, low alcohol beers for get the super, drivers. And get a stuff. super beer. Super beer. <laughs> what was that one you used to do in Lurgan years ago, Paddy? Was it Kjordsburg Special? Special Brew. Special Brew. You drank four pints of that and you were turning into Monkey Man, like, didn't you? They kill, still do it. Or kill, or kill it it's still there. It's still there. You can get in Tesco's. Yeah, what strength did I come in? Eight, eight, eight or nine. Eight, eight, eight point five or something. Was as much as that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All I remember is... Well. So I used to work in an off-license and like 
I don't, sometimes I'd done a Sunday morning shift yeah. and you had people standing waiting on the off license to open and they were just coming in and buying like a ten of it. Ten and that was then Black the rest of the day again. They were already done from the night Black before. Black for three quid. Like. It was like tar though. Yeah. You know. Was it? I can't oh. mind. I can't. Remember me and Jelly Conway, I woke up with you on the boys, bit four of us, Collie Keegan, all up, at, up, <laughs> up near some of your school, bit four of us in the afternoon. Like, I went to go home to get your tea. That's black. Like. <laughs> Anybody listen to this who's a wee bit younger in a school is a wee bit of a tarway, Like You could make a brewery at the end of the day. Anybody you know? can do it. Hey, look, uh, the process is straightforward. The, uh, it's all about consistency and it's all about the uh, cleaning in place, keeping it sterile. You know, because you can spoil a beer very, very quickly and lose a lot of dough very rapidly. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. right, we've we'll one, we'll one question here before we wrap up because uh-huh. we have a visitor there and we'll, we don't want to keep him. So, um, that's for our friend Connor from Belfast. Uh-huh. So he says, as a whiskey drinker, I feel some beers are just too heavy, gassy, and carbonated, uh, and that can take the enjoyment out of him drinking the beer. He loves the taste, but after a few, he, fe- he feels like he's had dinners instead of drinks. Uh-huh. He says, uh, suppose suppose the question would be: Is there any way of making a beer that doesn't have this effect? And by him being a predominantly whiskey drinker, and carbonation, um, yeah. Well, the beer's naturally carbonated. You see, when you're giving off, when it's fermenting, it gives off CO two, and you keep the tank pressure in, which like, traps the gas, and you bring it down about two or three degrees centigrade, and it won't absorb uh, CO two unless it's at that temperature. Yeah. So how you avoid that? You put the temperature a wee bit higher, the gas won't go into the beer, or you vent the tank and let it out. Yeah. Um. So it's a fine balance between you know too much beer pressure and too much carbonation or not. Uh. But most people prefer carbonated beer um, and yeah. so if you vent it too much or heat it too much you're not going to get what you want yeah so uh, would, you, have, would you find your like obviously you just drink your own beer uh-huh. would you find it gassy or too heavy or no no it's a it's a, it's a thing called mouthfeel as well because the bubbles you know get part of the impact part of the flavor and release some of the some of the nice oily flavors in the beer and you yeah. need a bit of carbonation to get the kick um, in your taste if you like you know Aye. so most beers should be slightly carbonated at least yeah. Um, but if he's looking for a beer that is low in carbonation, there are beers that you'll yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. which the carbonation. He, he did say, pro- like as we say, no, he drinks a lot of fizzy drinks too. He says that could, that could be a problem as well. Like, <laughs> but but he says as a whiskey drinker, he, he just doesn't enjoy drinking beer because of this. Yeah, we'll drink whiskey then. No, no he, he normally does. <laughs> but drink lots of whiskey then. Uh, I, I couldn't drink whiskey. I'd fight, I'd fight. I'd fade you all here. Just had whiskey. Drink, drink pints of whiskey and thimbles full of beer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Buckfast. That's the way to work it. I'm yeah. Buckfast. Yeah. Thimble of beer and a pint of whiskey. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up early. That's, that's Good near, stuff, near an hour. That's done. perfect. Thanks Great. very much for having Thank us you. up. Cheers, Alan. Cheers, Sean. Folks, get the, get the LSP of Town Indias. I actually really like the APA. That's my favourite one from I've tried. So. Tell you what, every, po- every podcast going forward, we'll give you a wee shout out at the start. Yeah, 100%. Brilliant. 100% we'll, we'll do what we can. I'll, drink, I'll be drinking it. <laughs> He'll be drinking it. I'm <laughs> and, and when you get to the end of your year, you're welcome to come Happy back. Days, come so back up and get, yeah. a, get only, a session. Only 42 weeks and two days. My comeback party. Um, but yeah, no, listen, if we can help you out, Thank you. you're going to help will. us out. Brilliant. We'll, we'll, we'll work together at the end of the day. Just have to look after each other and learn, like, don't we, like? Absolutely. All right, lads. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks very much, now. Talk to you later. Talk to you all. Cheers. ASAP. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Because now it's time to go. But hey, I say... Well, that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye Goodbye. And tomorrow just like today. today